0: Seahawks fans to the newest episode of the Seahawks Nest Podcast. I'm your host Nathan Sandoz, joined as always by the Ip Man to my Ting, it's Kevin Garber. Kevin, how you doing? Uh, I am feeling calm and yet very pressured by my wife. And you also are trying to figure out who Ting is. I know I can see it in your eyes. And our very own Rocky Balboa, it's Eric Ronnebeck. Eric, how you doing, buddy?
1: Hey, I'd like to think that I'm the Rocky Balboa that is rich enough to afford the giant robot that is raising his son. I'd be, you're going soft, though, if you're, if you're that one. Oh, you're right. You're, going, you're the right I'm, I'm in the going. downward descent of yeah, rocking Exactly. Actually, getting, I'm feeling really get, good because I didn't pull my back muscle sitting in a chair for the podcast Clubber. this week. Clever, clever,
0: clever Lang is a threatening to to have intercourse with your wife. It's getting, it's getting real in here, Eric. Okay. Uh, let's go ahead and start with the biggest, I think, most salacious news of the week uh, theathletic.com. Uh, Kaelin Kaler, Mike Sando, Jason Jenks, before anyone like really bashes the, this, this is like as legitimate journalism as we get in sports. These people are legitimate journalists. They would not post this if they did not think it was real or true or had some truth to it. Um, so this article goes into detail about kind of what happened in Denver this year, why it went wrong, what, what, what went bad with it. But I think the thing that would be most relevant to Seahawks fans was that there is an indication in here that it says, I'll I'll directly quote it. Wilson and Carroll had clashed in recent years over the quarterback's role in the offense and overall direction of a team that had gradually gradually declined after back-to-back Super Bowl appearances. Convinced that Carroll and Schneider were inhibiting his quest to win additional Super Bowls and individual awards, Wilson asked Seahawks' ownership to fire both of them, according to league sources who spoke to The Athletic on the condition of anonymity because they were not authorized to discuss the details. All right, Eric. Russell Wilson came out immediately and said, "I never, I peace like a father to me. I never yeah. asked for them to be fired. What do you, What do you think? What, what What's the What's the truth here? Where Where's
1: the truth in this in this situation? As you started with, the the anonymous articles are always or should always be taken with a grain of salt. But uh, this being the Athletic makes me you know perks my eyebrow a little bit, um, rock style, but. Uh, I think there's a little truth to it only because of the huge rumor that is, again, anonymous that we were trying to trade Russell Wilson so we could draft Patrick Mahomes. Like, I believe that, so I'm going to believe this. And to credit Russ, if someone's trying to get rid of me and they fail, I don't want to be in that situation either. Um, This was pretty dysfunctional for a number of years, and I don't think we knew it. We may have suspected some of it, but only towards the end. You've also got a situation where... That article states, you know, a a team that was gradually, you know, going down. And that's something we saw. We felt like Pete didn't see that. If anything, I kind of felt like, hey, you know, Pete knows when this team's bad. He's just putting on a face for everyone, uh, which is ideally what we want to think. But, you know, when we're missing playoff games, uh, when we're not winning the playoffs, when we get in there, it's, you know, it feels a little good to be like, well, hey, at least they we're trying to improve the team.
0: Yeah, and. You know, We made a lot of moves that were really like moves bent on winning now, right? Trade first round pick for Jimmy Graham. Trade first round pick for Percy Harvin. Trade two first round picks for Jamal Adams. All these moves felt like they were to appease Russ in a way, right? To continue to improve the team as quickly as possible without any kind of uh, down – down period or learning curve but you're right each each one of those moves seems to deplete the team a little bit seem to russ was the
2: we need a superstar comment remember that particular drop and then we go out and get one
1: yeah yeah it's, Eric, it's a shame one? too because there's there's no uh there's no benefit to those trades really if, if you look back i think you could argue that every trade was you know whatever level you had it at they kept kept getting worse with every every deal we do so like getting percy harvin was that a game changer for us i don't know we buried the broncos on the kickoff of the second half the super bowl uh i don't know if that would have changed the game or not had we not run it back but that was and you
0: absolutely you absolutely trade a first round pick for a super bowl so so like you can't really you can you can be mad that like percy harvin didn't really ever produce in the uniform but like
1: yeah you gotta you gotta roll with that one play he had one play that was worth it And then you have Jimmy Graham, who he wasn't terrible for us, but he wasn't he wasn't really Jimmy Graham, the Jimmy Graham we knew. And I don't think Max Unger was going to necessarily, you know, stay with it for, you know, more years than he did with the Saints. But, you know, offensive line suffered those years. And then, of course, Jamal Adams, that trade that, uh, man, I never liked that trade. And now it's just it keeps getting keeps getting worse.
0: It kept getting worse. It's over now, right? It's, we finally don't have to give them. We finally don't have to give them any more picks. We the pain. The pain period is over. And We said it from the start. If both these picks are in the mid twenties and we make the playoffs both years, this is a fine trade. Uh, we didn't do that. So it was, so it's yeah. not a good so it's not a good trade. It's bad. It's it's unequivocally bad. You have if you make a move like that, you have to make the playoffs both years. And look at the Broncos. I think the Broncos have big regrets about the Russell Wilson trade giving us a top 5 pick now because you have to make the playoffs when you make moves like that. If you don't, the trades are terrible. They just wreck your franchise and now they have no draft capital. They're in dire straits. They had to make the playoffs last year to make that trade not terrible, and they didn't do it. Um Kevin in here, it said Wilson also had a preferred replacement in mind, Sean Payton. Uh, do you think that that R- Russell Wilson has just been locked in on this Sean Payton pairing like for years now? You know he always kind of looked up to Drew Brees. Was this a match that was just destined to happen eventually?
2: Yeah, I think this is what he saw as the coach in the system that could get the most out of him or that could set himself up the best. Um, he wants that... Drew Brees legacy like Drew Brees went from a quarterback in San Diego that was at times considered fringe being kept in the NFL to a quarterback that was considered one of the best quarterbacks of his generation and that's the kind of credit that Russell Wilson's always wanted um, so the fact that he pushed to get that move in Denver now and they gave up their first round pick that they had clawed back with a trade in order to do so kind of tells us I think it's good confirmation both that he's been um, single-minded towards that matchup being the thing that preserves his legacy as well as kind of talking about the weight that he's been trying to throw around with the teams he's on.
0: And there, There's something in here too that I think we all kind of saw um, in the game last year. In the pregame before the team, Wilson shared moments with players, coaches, and staff, but Wilson and Pete Carroll did not speak to each other on the field before the game, and their post-Fame embrace was a quick and awkward, and I think I—I I mean, no, it really was like it really felt like something in that relationship was broken, and they have none done nothing to mend it. Why would they? Right? They're—they're <laughs> they're not in the same franchise anymore, and now uh, we see kind of the results of that. An interesting story. I'm going to say my my opinion, which is this: Russell Wilson eternally the politician. He's running for president. He's not running for quarterback. Okay, and I think that when he says, "I never asked for Pete and John to be fired." He's technically telling the truth, but if you sit in a meeting with your boss and you say, and he, and he, he said, I didn't have a meeting with Jody and we talked about a lot of things, and you say something like this, you say, oh, yeah, um, you know, I think we could really be a more successful franchise if Sean Payton was our head coach. Okay, yeah, you didn't ask for Pete and John to be fired. Those words never came out of your mouth, but they don't have to. You're implying it through the other thing. The same way that he said, "I don't, I never asked for a trade. But I did give them a list of teams that I would be willing to be traded for. Okay, <laughs> you're asking for a trade then. Like, there's, you can be a politician about it as much as you want. Team three and Russell Wilson, but the the point, the fact of the matter is, is like you. You, there is a there is an unsaid thing here that you're asking for. When you say I didn't Sean ask for a coach. divorce,
2: I just gave my wife a list of five women I'd be with after. <laughs> oh, man. I,
1: you,
2: you also may not be asking for a divorce, <laughs> <laughs>
0: But you might be begging for one. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's just that. It, it, russ we we all know what we kind of what happened what was in the room you put that out there and now you have to live with the consequences and mr mr image himself you know he's he's trying to save the image but you know the, russell wilson is more of a brand than a
1: human at this point i, I really <laughs> it's think sad that. to say but it's it's uh it's apparent
0: yeah he's just he's he's team 3 he's he's mr dangerous he's a brand now he's a human meme and he's spicy <laughs> so yeah i i don't know it's, it is what it is. It was a very interesting article, you know, lots of stuff about Broncos in here that I'm not going to talk about, about how their team was run. Um, that does not matter to me as much. It is interesting. It is interesting that like, you know, his office and Jake heaps and all that stuff. But, um, the, my favorite bit was this. It says Wilson hired a new publicist as his public image struggled through this difficult season. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, that that was the problem, dude. It was the publicist. Not that you are playing terrible football and losing tons of games. (laughs) The old publicist when he got fired was like, "Okay,
1: Russ."
0: (laughs) Like, like I was like, "What? What were you expecting? What did you want me to do? Uh, You got to play good, otherwise people won't like you, especially with all quarter billion dollars forcing your trade. You know, all that stuff." All right, let's get into a more uh, uh, forward-looking forward-looking topic. Bobby Wagner. Our boy Bobby Wagner. We've kind of predicted that this might happen. Uh, I've I've been kind of hinting at it. The way Bobby Wagner's contract is structured, he doesn't he hasn't really owed any money after this season. I mean, two million a year for four years. It's It's like nothing. The the Rams can let him go for very little at this point. So they did. They cut him. They cut Bobby Wagner. Uh, Quandre Diggs is flirting with him on Twitter. Uh, get, and Bobby's hitting him with the eye emojis. Eric, <laughs> do you want? Bobby Wagner to come back and bridge the gap between the the beginning of the season. And when
1: we get Jordan Brooks back, man, I want to, I want to answer with a joke, but I got to be serious. Yes. I wanted to come back. I never wanted him to leave, especially knowing that we could have got him on a, on a team ish friendly deal. We wouldn't have to sign a massive signing bonus probably to keep him. Had we just not pissed him off. Uh, we had the money uh, making a joke, but also still being serious. I would like any healthy body that knows how to play the linebacker <laughs> position at linebacker. Because currently we have none. And don't say oh, Go ahead, Kevin. Go ahead and say a name. Cody, your boy, your boy, Cody Barton. No, Actually, he's not on he's, the team. And and everyone's like, oh, but what about what about uh, Brian Tanner eh. No, Tanner yeah. Muse. No, Jeremy. come on. Any name you throw out right now, it's nobody. Um that's it's, what we got
0: Balor back for. Balor's ready.
1: Yeah. 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 Balor's ready. Bring up by Jones, her, his big, his big chance. I continue on special teams. Keep it up. Balor. Yeah. Uh, I would, I would love to see, uh, I would love to see Bobby back.
0: Kevin, Bobby reunion. Are you in?
2: Uh, what's the, uh, the R&B line? Bobby come back. Um,
1: okay.
2: Yeah. It's uh, I'm in. Uh, it's, he had a really good season with, uh, with the Rams and kind of an I think a slightly overlooked thing is the Rams are running a very similar defensive scheme to what we're running. So he also kind of got a crash course in how to run this style of defense. Um, So when he comes back, he'll be a little more familiar with the system that we're running now, um, despite being away for a year. Also, he just is a really intelligent football player. So it doesn't really matter what you plug him into. He can play it. I mean, he lost a half step. So now he's a top 10 inside linebacker instead of a top two inside linebacker.
0: That's still a really good player. All right. I have fears. <laughs> so ah. Bobby, Bobby's play was declining a bit, and some of it was coaching. I'm not going to lie. Like, Ken Norton was telling him to do things that were not smart. So I'm not going to totally blame Bobby, but I do feel like his last season here lacked, like, the edge of old Bobby. And then, you know, getting cut and going to our rival, I think, really lit a fire under his butt. And he played one of his best seasons of his career. And I just want – I'm afraid that that chip on his shoulder was needed to kind of push him back to the heights of peak Bobby like he was last year. He was number one. Pro Football Focus is number one rated linebacker last year and deserved every bit of it. He was excellent last year. Um, very good football player. I'm afraid that if we sign him back, he will his heart will be softened, <laughs> softened again. He needs the chip. He needs the chip on his shoulder at his age to drive him back to greatness, and I, do, I have fear of that. If we can maintain that chip on his shoulder maybe by like having just a guy on staff who disrespects him all the time, you know, like a guy who follows him around and just says like, dude, I just don't think you got it anymore. And then that guy, you know, he's making like, you know, 50 grand a year or whatever. And he's just, you know, Bobby, uh, I don't think you could lift those weights. Mm, No, it's too heavy for you. You're just getting old, man. And then he's just like pissed, you know, he's like super angry. That's what we need. We just need like a pet.
1: I'll we need to like, hire no, John do-
0: Leguizamo in the past. What you do, what you do is you uh, you uh, extend
2: a qualifying offer to uh, Muse, so that we have Bobby amuses the floor, and then we spend like a day two pick on a linebacker, and then Picos. We're just gonna play whoever's best, you know. When when Jordan comes back, we'll have to make an evaluation then to figure out who really earns that that other starting spot, and so then Bobby's like. Well, there's no way I'm going to let this rookie beat me up for a starting spot. And I'm not,
0: yes, I'm not going to let the rookie beat me. So when Jordan
1: comes back, it's Jordan and the rookie. Yeah, Okay. I don't um, know if we're going to have to worry about it, though. He said he wants to win, and... Uh, as much as I, I and, we made the play out, and we made the playoff, and we made the playout we made the playoffs last year. He won obviously Super he, Bowl, man. He doesn't. He has he, playoffs.
0: Well, he's not a good. T- he's not a good evaluator of that because he said that last year. He signed with the Rams and they won like four games. <laughs> so, so, so obviously he does not have the ability to evaluate whether or not a team is going to make the Super Bowl. He should so consult he should. his agent about that. Oh wait.
1: So he's going. He's going. To oh, so that rate. was like John
0: Schneider's. John Schneider actually has a quote about this. He said something about it. He said, "Um, oh, he's not. Really? He said he's not officially cut yet. And unfortunately, we can't talk to his agent. We can't talk to Bobby yet because he's not officially cut yet. Normally, we talk to his agent, but in this case, Bobby is the agent. <laughs> so <laughs> so yeah, they can't. They can't talk Whoops. to him yet. Because <laughs> normally, you would. You talk to the agent ahead of time and be like, okay, what are we going to do? You know, what, what are we looking for? How much do you want? Because you know, Bobby in the six to eight million dollar range is." It's a big difference between Bobby and the. If he's like going out looking for thirteen million, we're not signing him. Go get Levante. I don't know if David. anyone's
1: signing him for that, I think he's I probably going to get like a a nine year with every like nine million this year and every year after that is twenty dollars. <laughs> the
0: Bobby Bonilla, but
1: with, yes. but with a with a
0: coupon book to to Jack in the Box yeah, <laughs> instead of uh, twenty four <laughs>
1: years of twenty dollars.
0: All right, let's get into our big topic for today. Uh, we're going to start off our draft previews this today with quarterbacks in the draft. Quarterback, obviously a pressing issue for the Seattle Seahawks, as they have zero quarterbacks with NFL starting experience on the roster right now. Uh, did Sean, Man- Sean Mannion never got a, a real start, right? I don't uh, know. No. <laughs> for us, any, no. For anyone, I don't know. Did Sean Mannion uh, yeah, ever start Sean a Yeah, Sean Mannion did get some injury starts, I do believe. Oh, boy. So, okay, I guess we have Sean Mannion. Uh, <laughs> Yes, Sean Mannion has three starts, three losses, 5.2 yards per attempt, one touchdown, three interceptions. All right, Sean Mannion was on our practice squad for a lot of last year. So, anyway, um, so quarterback in the draft, though. It's got to be something the Seahawks are thinking about. It's not very often you pick in the top five. You have opportunity to take some of the premier talents at quarterback with that pick. So, let's start with the big philosophy, Eric. we got to start with the philosophy. There's the elephant in the room. Geno is out there. Geno Gino is available we obviously have a rela- existing relationship with Geno. Um, so what do you prefer? Do you prefer a quarterback in the draft
1: or do you prefer Geno Gino Gino comeback? Man, what, what's your is- what's your
0: what's your preference? <laughs> it's a very difficult question Kevin- because
1: Kevin's got that song in our heads, so now everything is something come back. Because uh, <laughs> it's in my head, Catchy. and then you just said it. It is. It's a, it was a. It was a jam. Uh, I'm going to be annoying for a second because you said, yeah, it's, it is a difficult question. And for me, it is going to be, and I think this is where Pete and John might be, where are we going to be at pick five? Like, is there a chance that the D-tackle's available? Or are is there talk that, like... You know, CJ Stroud, I wanna, Bill, Bryce Young fall to number five. Mock I want to talk about, right now. I want
0: to talk about Jalen Carter because I think that there's a player who's very comparable in terms of like the kinds of attitude issues we're talking about with Jalen Carter. Because the attitude issues people are talking about, they're not talking about Jalen Carter is a bad person. Or Jalen Carter is Brandon Miller from Alabama, the basketball player who's bringing guns to his friend to shoot people. Okay, Or Jalen Carter is the Georgia <laughs> offensive of tackle. We're, we're gonna we're gonna take that. This is hard. These are and not ever actually made an NFL play. He's these not are not real- the Jalen Carter issues. The Jalen Carter issues are like, how much does he really care about like getting in super great shape? How much does he really care about you know being an NFL football player beyond the money? And there was a player in last year's draft who has. Um, who was very, very, very similar to this, which is Kayvon Thibodeau. And people are saying now that Kayvon Thibodeau was completely off the Seahawks board or, you know, so far down that they would never get him, like second round. Because in the interview, he spent a lot of time talking about his brand and how the NFL would be great for his brand. And Ooh, that's the. This is, this is this is not the kind of so this, this is not like when we talk Jalen Carter character, we're not saying like he's a bad person. It's like how is football the most important thing to him or is he more there? You know, I'm here to get my paycheck. I'm a great athlete. Um, I love being around these guys, but like I'm not going to get in good enough shape to play 600 snaps. 300 snaps is about where I'm at. Like, is that who Jalen Carter is? Because Georgia didn't certainly didn't trust him to play more than like 350 snaps a year. So this is true. I think like Jalen Carter is a real question if he will even be on our board. But we got we got off track there a little bit because I just, I've been thinking about that for the last couple of days. Uh, quarterbacks. Oof. Yeah. Like, oh,
1: what man, if these quarterbacks
0: quarterback. fall to us? At quarterback. Quarterback. Sorry.
1: I thought you said quarterback. I was like, no, 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 no. no. no, 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 no.
0: This is, this episode's all about quarterbacks.
1: I, I, I realized. Four, that. four
0: you. quarterbacks in one dollar back. <laughs> so, so, uh, but, <laughs> <laughs> sorry. The, uh, so, you do which one do you prefer? You prefer the trying to get the guy, our guy in the draft? Like, if we love one of these guys, and we'll talk, me and Kevin will talk and you a little bit about which one we think they might love. But do you want to get the guy you love here, or do you want to just take the safe route, re sign you know, 20, 25, $30 million, whatever it takes
1: to get him back in the uniform? Right now, you take the guy you love. Like, if there's a quarterback that you love, get him As as much as we we're having. Uh, Russell Wilson conversation at the you know the doldrums of his career don't forget like Pete and John had a like a really bad fight in in drafting Russell Wilson like John so, sh- John said hey I want him in the first round I'm like we're not going to get him And it's like okay well we have to get him in the second then and then the second Pete was like no we're getting this guy and John supposedly like threw something against the wall and walked out of the room Said we're gonna miss a franchise quarterback because you want to get this guy here. They were able to get him in the third round, everyone, everything was fine. But you and wasn't the guy wasn't, the guy,
0: wasn't the guy you draft in the second
1: round too, Bobby. Yes, yes. But that's the thing. Like that's, <laughs> you, got that's the, the
0: thing. you got the franchise defensive guy too. And the but in the that's that's round.
1: John was like, There's no way Russell Wilson's gonna last to the third. And let's face it, he shouldn't have. Um, mm-hmm. he should have been a first-round pick. But either way, if you love like a guy and he's available and it's a matter of like I think if it's a matter of ten picks, don't take that risk, especially with quarterback. All right, Kevin, what
0: what about you? Do you think that we should try to uh bring Gino back or should we focus in on, on these quarterbacks as a real option in the top at number five? Um, I think Gino's
2: a player that his limitations make it so that he's not going to be someone who carries you to a Super Bowl. We saw that he has some struggles under pressure. Um we saw that, you know, he doesn't have he's he's just not He's not that elite caliber of quarterback. And so if we pay him too much, I don't think we can assemble the team around him. And we're going to end up in that like first round playoff exit purgatory. So it really depends on price tag. Am I getting Gino at 20 for this year? And like a contract that averages under 30 over the course of the contract, or am I getting Gino for something that resembles the franchise tag price for
0: every season? And if I'm spending that, I don't want him. What and we've talked about this a little bit on the podcast. What's the market for Geno Smith anyway? There is another option that the Seahawks have, which is the transition tag that no one talks about, no cause they nobody uses it ever. But like this might be the perfect situation for the transition tag, which is where we put the transition tag on Gino and we get the opportunity to match any contract he finds out there. Because I just don't think the market out there for Geno Smith is is so incredible that he's going to get signed for you know 30 million a year with a hundred million in guarantees anymore i just don't see it the way the market has shaped up with Derek carr and aaron Rodgers becoming available jordan love is clearly going to be the guy in green bay so that closes down another spot to land as well like it's just the 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 window is narrowing for them for where for gino for where he could even go and it just well, seems and like- talk about there are like four or five pretty legitimate quarterback prospects and that again takes some jobs off sure. of the table yeah, so that it's just I just don't think the market's there for Geno. Uh, for me, that means that I want my Seahawks to play hardball, and that sucks because you know there can be hurt feelings. Geno can end up just getting mad and leaving, and that that can happen. So it's it's really tough. It's tough. This is a, a challenging situation. If I was in charge, I would sign Drew Locke as a safety net, put the transition tag on Geno Smith, and let him explore his options, and then look at the draft. For my quarterback. That's that's what I would do. Because I do think you don't get to pick in the top five very often. This is our opportunity to get the guy, if we love one of these dudes, in the interview. Are you guys ready to go over the individual players? Let's do it. Let's do it. I, cut, I cut people into three tiers. Okay? So I started with the top. This is the top four. These are the four guys I think most analysts right now are saying are going to go in the top 15 picks or so in the draft. Um, I only say... 15 because one of the prospects is uh, a little divisive. And we'll get to that in a second. Some people see him very highly. Some, some are a little bit uh, lighter on him, but let's start with the sure thing. Everybody loves Bryce young, uh, Bryce young. So I'll start with you, Kevin. What do you, what do you see when you watch, when you watch a little bit of Bryce young?
2: Um, I see a player where if he was six, one to 15, no one would argue if he's the first pick. Um, he's, uh elusive he's able to move inside and outside the pocket he keeps his eyes up he makes throws he distributes the ball really well he has he makes throws to
0: all parts of the field too it's this isn't like a short quarterback who doesn't throw to the middle he doesn't he doesn't have russell wilson syndrome or whatever you want to call it he will make those throws over the middle of the field he is not scared yeah
2: yeah it's he um he runs with the throw in mind but if he chooses to take off he can get chunk yardage I uh, he processes at an elite level. He throws a really good t- anticipation. Um, people always want to bring up Alabama's talent. Alabama's wide receivers this year were not good. Like there are some ugly drops when you watch the footage and he still was out there making plays at an elite level. Um, uh, He played in a pretty pro style offense because it was run by O'Brien. I I think that there's a ton to like about him. The only question is. Um, can he withstand the rigors of an NFL schedule with his, like, really small – because he's all, he's not just short. He's got a really light frame, and Slight. you worry
0: about injuries. Yeah, 79 touchdowns versus 12 interceptions, 65% completion centers. This is just over the last two years. Uh, and, yeah, has just looked like the best quarterback in college football can make all the throws. Eric, when, the guy, when you see a guy this talented – but he has that one thing that size you can't teach you can't teach size you can't train size this is something he cannot change does that scare you off of Bryce Young so high in the draft
1: a little given the Seahawks luck with slight individuals I mean this is <laughs> injuries yeah I got I got three I can name in the last few like what five seven years um yeah and all, all backfield players like Bryce all Young will be backfield players it's it's <laughs> a little frustrating um I don't know, though. Like, I look at Jalen Hurts, and Jalen Hurts is a little more sturdy, a little more stocky of a player. Mm-hmm. But right now, like, would you take Would you take a Russell Wilson in the first year right now, someone who doesn't need to, to see over the lineman, someone with legs that can go out, play, make, and make things happen, on a three-, four-year window? I think I'd like to do that. Now, is his frame so unforgiving that this guy takes one hit And it's like, oh, he's out for five games. Yeah, I don't want that guy.
0: Yeah, and he's creative, man. He's just a creator on the field. Like the comparison to Russell Wilson, I think, is so apt. Uh, Just like he is, just uh, such a creative uh, creator on the on the field, and can really make things
1: happen uh, when he uh, when he's out there. So when you look at, I was going to say, if you look at like what the Super Bowl did this year with Jalen Hurts, like that guy was obviously the best player in the Super Bowl and how long can you keep that going? Like how can you how long can you keep a player like that on your roster and expect to win? If I'm looking yeah. at a 5-year window, I I'll take that cuz in 5 yeah. years we could be redoing this thing again. Yeah, and another thing too like yeah, like you said, like this
0: Bryce Young is good enough to to keep the window open, but also to like give you to lengthen the window as well. It, where Gino Gino is a uh, maybe
2: I don't know. He does have a lot of mileage on his arm in the NFL, but that doesn't mean that he's, like, when you reach your mid-30s, as we all know, uh, there are certain declines in physical ability that happen.
0: There's a lot of agree- there's a there's lot of consensus what? around Bryce Young, too. There are no people out there who are bashing his ability to run. There are no people who are out there bashing his ability to throw. No one has any questions about his ability to create off-platform or to to do the things that an elite quarterback does. There are zero question marks in that regard, I think, for most evaluators. The question marks are all about size. So it's interesting. Like it's just, it's just, it's a real question of how much does that matter to you? And he's not just short like Kyler short. He's also skinny in a, like, like a, like a skinny wide receiver, like to Smith. (laughs) He's like, he's slight. And you just don't want to see a guy like this getting battered because you just don't know how he's going to hold up. But clearly QB one for me, I would draft him. I'd take the risk if he was there at five without even hesitating. I don't hesitate to get the pick to the, Line he is one hundred and one. Um, he's the best player in this draft for me. I, I don't. I don't think Kevin is. Would you agree with that? Uh, he's my number two player, but like he's my number one quarterback. Oh. Who's who's number one for you? Will Anderson, junior. Yeah. yeah okay. I think that's fair. Um, okay. Uh, so all right. Next, we have two guys who are basically tied to most people. I think people have uh, you know pros and cons for each of them. I'm going to start with the one that I like better because that's how I roll. <laughs> so I'm going to start off with CJ Stroud. Uh, C.J. Stroud, uh, oh, I'm going to do the stats this time. So he's Ohio State University quarterback last two years. He had 85 touchdowns versus 12 interceptions, completing over 67% of his passes, um, played really good, and I think had the best showcase you could possibly have in that last game against Georgia, uh, playing against a really difficult defense, put up one of his best games of the season, maybe his best game. Uh, would you say that was the best game of his season, Kevin? Of the, that season was, yeah I would agree the, in the playoff I mean he just he was considering competition incredible in that game and played against the best defense in the nation so all right Kevin what, what's your what are your thoughts when you watch when you watch CJ Stroud um CJ Stroud is uh, a
2: challenging evaluation to me and it's because um highs and lows so <clears throat> uh he's got a really good arm. But he's got really inconsistent footwork and throwing base. Like, he throws off his back foot way too much. Um, he doesn't, like, square up his hips to go into his throws. He's got a lot of arm talent for power and touch, but he tries to, like, arm the ball out too much. It reminds me of a... Uh, you remember Kerry Collins back in the day? And uh, how he would sometimes, like, kind of get shy on the ba- on the pass rush, or he would... Um, he would stop at the back end of his drop and just kind of like throw it on like a fadeaway almost off his back foot. When and, when he uh, when CJ
0: Stroud is moving, his throwing suffers so much. It's crazy. And he's not good in, when the pocket's not super clean either. Um yep, he struggles it's like, under it's pressure. Worrying. But like man, he never misses a layup. Like if a guy's open, he is he's hitting that guy. Yes. He finds that guy, he hits that guy. It's like incredible. Except- the way he like Except when he's in under pressure, when the pocket's backside receivers.
1: Oh, okay. He's
2: like Baker oh. Mayfield. If he uh it's like he doesn't have the ability to um if he puts his back to a to a receiver, it's like he can't map out where defenders are on the field. And so like kind of like what happens with Baker Mayfield, if he goes to hit the backside read, he just kind of throws where he thinks the receiver is, and you watch a lot of his worst pocket throws from last year and it's him just trying to turn and hit timing on a backside receiver and just missing the fact that a safety is
0: standing there or missing a fact there's a zone linebacker i want to give you a statistic i want to give you a statistic to know about his pressure no pressure grade pro football focus 92.9 that is um elite pressure grade 43.9 that is Terrible. It's not elite. This guy, he does not. Bad. And the other thing is that C.J. Stroud can run. He can really run, but he doesn't. He's not like the other Ohio State quarterbacks we've seen in the past where they were. He's a pocket passer. He wants to live in the pocket. He's comfortable in the pocket. If you can keep a pocket clean, this guy will tear the other team apart. But he, he doesn't have like a timer in his head or the ability to move in the pocket in a way that I would like to see um him do so. who does that sound a lot like uh ryan Tannehill, jared goff jared goff i feel like both of those are very apt comparisons the, upside of, c- me. the, uh, the upside of c the upside of cj Stroud's higher because if he starts running it with any kind of regularity if someone can convince him like hey you know when the pocket starts to break down just run for six yards it's it's fine look at watch josh allen tape he can be that he can be that he's huge he's six three He'll add muscle. He's not big now, but he's he has the frame for it. He's not going to be two fifteen.
2: <laughs> yeah, his upside is Derek Carr with better rushing. Yeah, but his he just, downside he, is Jared Goff with Jared Goff. Yeah, he's just Jared Goff, just straight up. That's, Goff. A, that's a pretty <laughs> low.
1: It's a pretty low ceiling there. I don't. I don't know. I feel. Yeah, yeah that. it's it's tough. Shroud's
0: tough. Um, and also, I just don't think he's enough of a weirdo for for Pete and John. There's a weirdo factor with Pete and John. Right, like the, Eric, would you agree that they like the guys that are kind of, kind of built different, kind of a little, a little odd, kind of a just different, different kind of cats? Would you agree that? That's I, the kind I would of guys agree they with
1: like? that. Is Bryce Young that, or is it just because his nah. his makeup the nec- makes the risk so enticing? The next,
0: the next guy we're going to talk about is that this guy puts nah. mayonnaise in his coffee. This guy bites the banana with the peel still on. Okay. Does he? This, does
1: he also eat kiwis without? Without a, I you would know, you
0: him, uh, be, you bet your ass he would. This is this is the guy. now I Will, don't know if I like him. Will Levis, quarterback, Kentucky, total weirdo, but pretty good football player. Let, let me get it. Let me dig into his uh, stats a little bit. Now this is where you're going to start to get worried, Eric. You're going to hear this and you're going to go, "Ooh, this is this is a guy we're thinking I bet about you read taking up, the top five. Levis
1: A bit. So yeah, go on. Okay.
0: So 43 touchdowns versus 23 interceptions. A lot worse than the last two guys we talked about completing almost exactly 65% of his passes, 8.2 yards per attempt ish. I'm I'm fudging the math a little cuz I'm doing it fast. But but they're close to that. Will Levis has kind of worse stats, but he played for Kentucky, which is not Ohio State or Alabama. So we'll start with that. He played behind much worse offensive lines than those guys. Kevin, when you watch Will Levis, uh what what's the what's the thing that that uh that you you notice? What jumps off the tape to you? Uh so
2: something to note, uh, two two coaching points here. Um, one of them is, uh, Kentucky's offensive line has been on a bit of decline because their offensive line coach died suddenly, like two or three years ago. And they kind of didn't know what to do about that. And uh, as you obviously wouldn't. So that kind of messed with the offensive line talent and coaching for that team. And so, you saw last year they still had kind of players that were under his tutelage and recruited by him. This year, a lot of those players are kind of washing, are kind of ending their time with the program. And you saw a step back from the O line, and he struggled a lot. The other piece, though, is in 2021 when he had his best season. Um, he was you know, he, had, he completed 66 percent of his passes, threw for like 2,600 yards, 23 touchdowns, 12 interceptions. Um, his A dot was 9.2. Uh, he was getting rid of the ball in like 2.6 seconds. He had a lot of things that you like. And he was playing in a McVay style, pro style offense. It was, they plucked an OC off the McVay tree. And so the cool thing is if you watch his 21, 21 tape, especially, you get to see him succeeding in a style of offense that is going to be similar to what we employ him in here. Um, he has arm talent for days. He will come in. He has plus arm talent. Um, he is he, very he athletic. Said
0: he, he says he can throw it 80 plus yards and I totally buy it. <laughs> like, I mean, I, I, yep. I've watched was, him throw it
2: like 55 on the run without his feet set. So yeah, I could definitely believe
0: he's he could like, I can throw them. I hills. can throw 80. He's like, I can throw 80 plus no problem. And I'm like, yeah, probably. Levis is that. Levis is 100% that dude. Yep. Um, he, <laughs> all, one thing I love about him that I think Pete and John are going to love is he does not care about what happened on the previous play. He will come, he will make a, just a, I have no other way to describe it. Just a dog water, terrible play. Just a, just a, just a, just a short arm release that like hits a linebacker right in the chest. And the next very next play, he will come out and bomb a long pass right to a dude and just like be fired up. It is wild. Yeah, just put it on a guy's guy, hands, forty five yards downfield in the air. <laughs> this guy does not care. He does not care i think this prospect is polarizing for a reason though he's inconsistent makes a lot of mistakes his ball placement is like inconsistent he's good for like four bad throws a game any game throw put any game tape together will levis is going to have multiple bad throws in that game he isn't there's no game where you're like oh he kept it clean the whole game and never made a mistake he just does that but the tools are there the attitude is there for sure um i think pete and john are going to love Will Levis. I don't know if I love Will Levis, but I think Pete and John are going to love Will Levis. He just reminds me of that Josh Allen style, big man running with the giant arm. Uh, there's some projection you
1: got to do because he ain't it right now, but can, is, he can be it. Is he going to be, I mean, right now, like I look at Quincy Carter, or Jamarcus Russell, both of which yeah. are very scary names. Is is that I have a very different name for you? Okay, that's that's what I want to hear. Okay,
2: so downside, you're looking at Jameis Winston with rushing ability, or Carson Wentz, just like that careless with the football.
0: Jake Locker, Jake Locker, who Jake Locker, who never got injured, (laughs) (laughs) because Jake Locker had some terrible throws, but he was good when he was healthy. Jake Locker, Uh, I would
2: say he's fundamentally more accurate than Jake Locker.
0: Then honestly, because like if it's just because Jake Locker threw every ball so flat, then I don't understand, right. I don't understand what thing. his deal was. Like, throw with
2: like touch and stuff, and he does. Like, he makes uh, Jake really Locker, good I don't know why he threw every ball. Like, is this just a fastball pitch so flat? So because he throw. didn't know how to play quarterback.
1: Yeah, he was a baseball um, player.
2: And uh, so I would say that his upside, though, is like Ben Roethlisberger. Like, think about early career Ben Roethlisberger. He could take off and run, um, the system kind of simplified his reads so he was able to just use his arm talent and occasionally he would make like a careless turnover but they really set himself to be they set him up to be successful and he could run basic he could execute any concept he was just uh like he he would make the occasional turnover because he just trusts his arm a thousand percent
0: now you want to you want to really risk it (laughs) <laughs> if you want to really risk it the next guy is even more risky even feels even riskier somehow uh, and that's anthony richardson dropped back only 455 times in his college career completed like 55 of his passes 23 touchdowns 14 interceptions um, but this guy wow anthony richardson Kevin, when you throw that Anthony Richardson tape on, it is a it is a party uh, in more ways than, in more ways than one. <laughs> Sometimes not always for Florida. <laughs> so what do, what do you see when you see uh, uh, on Anthony Richardson? Uh he's the essence of boomer bust.
2: Um, he has S tier arm talent. He can throw with velocity. He can throw outside. He can throw deep. He can throw off platform. He, he only throws with
0: velocity. <laughs>
2: That is the other problem is <laughs> hey that man, maybe he doesn't understand how <laughs> touch works. And he doesn't understand that you're not trying to break
0: your wide receiver's
2: fingers. Captain like, Broken Fingers is Brett Anthony <laughs> Yeah.
0: It's like, dude, this guy's only got, he's only got the fastball. It's like, dude, chill. Come I vote him most bit. likely to
2: bury a ball in a
0: guy's helmet. Do you, know, do you <laughs> want, to hear a crazy, want to hear a crazy stat? 28.2% of his passes over the last two seasons were uncatchable. Oh, wow. That's the, yeah. that's the seventh highest rate in the nation. Like this guy is wild. I I love it because the running plays are incredible. Shades of Justin Fields, but better. Bigger even. Bigger and better. Ooh, uh, elite, elite arm talent. He's talented, Cam Newton as a runner. But man, he's Cam just Newton all ran. over the place. And this is why I think that, that if you were – if the Seahawks were like looking at the two boom and breast prospects and they're looking at Levis and they're looking at Richardson and they're thinking like, which one do I like best? It's really the mentality thing. A lot of Richardson's worst games, he something bad happened, and everything that happened after that just kept being worse or bad, similarly bad or worse. He did not seem to have like the ability to just like recover in a way that Levis did, and I think that is probably why, that's probably what separates Levis from Richardson in the Seahawks' eyes because physically, I think you're going to look at both these guys and be like, oh, these both guys can both really do it, and Richardson's got even better legs. His legs are out of bounds he's got legs but, <laughs> he knows yeah. how to use them oh he's he does Kevin. oh he does um so yeah explosive i mean he can house the he can house it from anywhere like just it's it's like it could be first and 10 on the your own 15 and he could take it to the house it's there's no nothing that can stop him from going all the way so i really uh i really think richardson's an interesting prospect i would like to take him if we trade down from five to let someone else come up And we're picking now around nine. Let's say we trade with Carolina. Mm -hmm. Carolina comes up to get CJ Stroud. They love CJ Stroud. They're so um, in love with CJ Stroud. And then we go down to nine and there's Richardson just sitting there. I'm okay with it. I dig it. We picked up the extra picks already to kind of make up for the risk, um, especially because the Panthers aren't going to be good next year. So Uh, (laughs) so High (laughs) comp, low comp for Richardson. Okay. Okay. Here we go. Uh, High comp, uh, I don't know Cam Newton, Josh Allen, Cam like Newton. Those, that that that, yep. that 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 breed of uh, elite runner and and really great passer. Uh, low comp, Blake uh, Bortles. No low comp. What's that Ooh. guy? Terrell Terrell Pryor. Okay, oh, you love Terrell who Pryor. I thought who I thought never got a fair shake at quarterback in the NFL. If I'm being completely honest, but uh, was not gonna be ever gonna be great. He was, <laughs> <laughs> but I would say those three players are it. Like he's got the legs to always make an offense kind of work like his rushing that ability Terrell, is everyone elite. remembers that trail prior run everyone remembers <laughs> that was like that thing was good it was he on his own five or something and he he started the play in the end zone yeah that guy, yeah. and bortles okay. is the same way like he could take off and just kill you in the run game but
2: like he just never hated, became accurate enough.
0: i hated bortles college tape though i was just like ugh, just never seeing the underneath linebackers it felt like he could never see those guys at least i feel like richardson does see those guys but he just it doesn't have the ability to throw it accurately.
2: (laughs) Richardson sees them, but he just knows that he can throw the ball fast enough that it will teleport to the wide receiver before the linebacker can even recognize
0: that the ball has left his hand. All right. So those are the four, those are the four top guys. Those four guys are probably all going in round one. You know, we could see a situation where one falls, maybe everyone decides they're out on Levis or Richardson. He falls to 31 and then you know there's a trade up scenario where one of the teams at the top of the second round who still needs a quarterback is looking at him the same way I that Baltimore Ravens to be looked, that team looked at Lamar Jackson I, mean, I think that that is a very that's a very distinct possibility um but i do think all four of those guys go in the first round i think it'd be really surprising to see any of them fall in the first round now there are two guys who kind of fall in the middle they are between i feel like this draft has the four first round guys And these two guys that are in the middle that could go anywhere from round two to round five, pretty believably, and then the rest, who I think after that, it is – you You better know something I don't (laughs) because I think a lot of those guys have something that I – significantly that I don't like about them that makes them probably unlikely to ever be a really good NFL quarterback. So let's talk about those two guys in the middle. First one is a very tall man from from the University of Stanford, and that's uh, Anthony McKee – or Tanner McKee, sorry. Tanner McKee, Tanner McKee, uh, he is older, uh, 23 for a junior. So he's older for someone who has a uh, very little experience. Um, and he played on a pretty bad Stanford team last year. So what, what do you, what, when you throw on the, the tape for Anthony McKee, Kevin, do you notice anything that makes you think he could be something more than just, uh, just kind of a career backup?
2: The hard thing with Tanner McKee is not only was the talent around him, not that good, but the scheme was like super dated you're basically watching somebody run an offense from like 15 years ago and it was a little painful at times um (laughs) my comp for him ended up being mark sanchez i he would operate well in like a timing based heavy play action because he's a guy who can make reads and like uh do like dump offs or like check downs um He's, gotta get, my, better. My he's is... gotta get better
0: at not taking sacks though. 27% yeah. sack conversion rate is terrible. Like, and he just takes he just takes sacks sometimes and it's like, dude, throw it away. But it's throw not because he's like out holding the bounds.
2: ball too long. like he's like he got rid of the ball in 2.5 seconds like 2.51 was his time to throw he's just pretty pretty bad
0: under pressure that's like the problem and and it's hard to tell how much of that is like stanford's offensive line is garbage because he's getting hit really soon after the play starts
2: and no one's getting open because they're running dated schemes that everyone has playbooks on from like
0: bear bryant i think tanner mckee's worth a shot like in the late second or early third i think it's an interesting he's an interesting prospect he's huge he's six foot six Um, He's definitely someone you could bring in and and try to run like a timing, like you said, timing, play action, passing offense through. But he might just Uh, be Mike White. Yes, he might just be Mike White, which is a player you can have around who can start a couple games, but it's not like a not exciting. Um, Okay, Hendon Hooker is the other guy who's in the middle. Uh, Great name. Great name. Great great play last year. You know, he has the splash game against uh, uh, Alabama. Right. Everyone looks back at. But Hendon Hooker got injured at the end of last year. He's really old. He's 25, which is, which is um, he's been around. around That's for a long ancient time. by quarterback prospect um, standards. Yeah, he did. He did not run a modern offense. Uh, is it? Is it? Is it? He ran too, too late? modern of an offense. That's what it is. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he didn't run an NFL offense. How about that? Yes. Do you? Is it too late for Hennan Hooker, or is is this a guy who maybe people are sleeping on as a round three prospect?
2: Uh, he's a guy that you, the thing is, if you take him in round three, you have him for a rookie contract, he probably gets one more contract. If you're not spending a top round pick and you get like, you know, six to nine years out of a guy who is a quality starter, who doesn't get paid a whole lot of money. Like, I think that's something that front offices look at. Like he's too old to be a top flight quarterback prospect, but he's not too old to be a guy who maybe... Gets a chance after a couple of years of being a backup in the league. Like he's got really good size mobility. Um, he's really good at making plays out of pocket, but his mobility in the pocket, he tends to be kind of flat footed. It's not very good. Um, he's got average arm strength, but he's got really good accuracy. Um, like he can, he can throw with touch. He just doesn't have like great ball placement for like catch and run.
0: Eric, do you want to know the name I wrote down
1: for, uh, for, for and Hooker as my comparison? Is it the guy from the Browns who was bagging groceries and then he was drafted by the Browns and uh, moder- I wrote modern Tony banks. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> I, don't I don't like know. any He's, of these names. Like, is, no, is, I don't, I don't, I'm not, super, I'm not super, I'm not super high on I wrote hooker. Gardner
0: Minshew. So I think we're not too far off. Yeah. I think there's, there's potential here. Hendon hooker could be awesome, but he has to come back 100% from that ACL, not lose anything. And then he has to be dropped into the perfect situation. So I don't know what that team is. Like, what's that team that's looking for a quarterback? Because that's what happened to Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts dropped into the perfect situation. What's that team that's looking for a quarterback but already has awesome stuff going on elsewhere? And not only that, but you gotta you gotta hope that no, no, their their offensive line was not good last year. Yeah, but if you don't spend a high pick on a quarterback, you could rebuild your
2: offensive
1: line. They're they're Um, really
0: into Kyle Trask,
1: Arizona Cardinals. (laughs)
0: I think actually Tampa is not a bad Tampa's not a bad shout because Tampa Tampa has Arians too, who's the quarterback whisperer. Okay, we're gonna now now I would say we got best of the rest. There's a bunch of guys that um, all have good things about them. We're just gonna shotgun like four of them really fast, like less than thirty seconds on each. Kevin, Jake Hayner, uh, Which, Jake what, what, Kaner,
2: what, uh If you looked at Taylor Heineke and John Wolford and were like, I like that kind of backup because he can kind of win a few games and he throws really accurately then you might like Jake Hayner. He just struggles under pressure, and uh, he's small.
0: All right, I'll do uh, Dorian Thompson-Robinson. If you want to draft a really great athlete who has a lot to work on, but you don't want to spend a first-round pick on him, you want to just get a UDFA, uh, here's your dude, Dorian Dorian Thompson-Robinson. is a really good athlete, but I'm not sure he's ever going to be an NFL quarterback. Uh, But he had great numbers last year, too, 39 touchdowns versus 10 interceptions. So, okay, uh, Jaron Hall, Kevin. Uh, remember all that stuff we said about Anthony Richardson
2: and Will Levis being able to throw the ball out of a stadium? It's like that, only you're 25 and never figured out how to be accurate. Um, he plays well from a clean pocket. He dies if there's pressure.
0: Okay, you ready for Nathan Santos, James Robinson, small school player of the year, who I'm obsessed with, that that I think is actually really good, but no one is talking about. You ready for this? Let's do it. Uh, Todd Senteo quarterback james madison university i like him more than i liked zappy last year so that should tell you something right off the bat uh todd santeo can make all the throws he's pretty good he's a little short he took a very winding path to where he is now <laughs> uh stops at temple university and colorado state when colorado state is uh been very down lately but i'll give you two things about him to love you ready one his twitter handle he changed it recently but his turned for a long time was toddy touchdowns a plus right? toddy touchdowns that's pretty awesome and two that sounds like a mark they, Wahlberg character they absolutely <laughs> they absolutely throttled central uh coastal carolina last year 47-7 in a really important game for that program because james madison couldn't play a bowl last year because they were coming up from the lower level or whatever but there's like rules you know that like prevent you from playing postseason football or something um Sounds yeah, better. it's a transition so anyway, year. Is like yeah, their transition people, year uh, or whatever. You can't you can't F- play yes. a postseason game, so they couldn't play. So that was basically their bowl game, and they kick beat the brakes off of a Coastal Carolina team who has been very good for the past couple of years. Uh, so I think that gives you like a, a good idea of um, Todd Senteo. I look him up. You can find the full games on ESPN. That you can't really find like highlights for him, like you can with some of the other prospects. But I uh, I quite like him. That's the corner. That's the corner I want to be on, Todd Senteo corner. So anyway, all right. There are many ways to support the show. The best way to do so over to patreon.com slash and for as little as a dollar twenty-four a month. Gain access to the Patreon or to the Discord. Uh join us in the Discord. Right now we're doing uh Formula One Fantasy. Uh I was I like don't know what to do. And all you can eat <laughs> mock drafts. <clears throat> Yes, and then and then, yeah, me, jot me, Joshua, Joshua, and Kevin posting mock drafts all the time. If anyone wants to join us, please start posting your mock drafts. It's definitely uh, fun. <laughs> Those thank you, Emmanuel, Andy, Brett, Cooper, Do It All for the Tucci, Evan, Phloctomus, Gavin, Greta, James, Joes, Joshua, Lucas, Raddad, Nikki C, Ryan, Timothy, Astro, Blake, Bob, Casey, Daniel, Dave, Foles, David, Foles, Jay, Michelle, Mike, Mike, Richard, Thomas, Warwolf, Brandon, and Nick. All right. It's time. This uh, coming up, we got Creed three coming out. Is it Creed three? Yes, 3? The Creed, is is, Creed the third's coming out. Uh, so I, me and Kevin, were brainstorming, and then Eric jumped in with so many movies. <laughs> this is <laughs> uh, Kev, me, Kev, me and Kevin started started it, and then Eric came in, and it was like, man, this list is out of control. So this is a best movies where combat is presented as a sport. Okay, so in the movie combat, whether it's MMA karate, uh, boxing, whatever it is, has to be presented as a sport. Okay. This is our favorite movies where uh, fighting is presented as a sport. I'm going to go down the list. Here we go. It's 30 movies. We're going to have to get started fast. Eric, you won the pen of destiny this time. So you are going to go first. You'll go. Eric, Kevin, me. Here we go. Five fingers of death, Ali, uh, blood and bone, Blood Sport, Creed, Enter the Dragon, Fat City, Fearless, Fighting, Jim Kata, Ip Man, Ip Man Three. I would recommend, by the way, that we start by eliminating movies that are have multiple in the same series, uh, because that that is um That would be helpful, probably, yeah. That's a good probably way to a, narrow it. A, good, a yeah. good way to narrow it down fast. Uh here we go. Sorry, I'm copying the link into the chat for Kevin and you, Eric. Uh Karate Kid, kickboxer, million dollar baby, mortal combat, the the old one. The new one didn't really have, like, fighting tournament stuff for me, at least. Uh, so it's got to be the old one. Never Back Down, Ong Bak, Over the Top, Raging Bull, Real Steel, Red Belt, Rocky, Rocky 3, Rocky 4, Snatch, The Boxer, The Fighter, Vision Quest, and war. Yeah. Okay. So now that I've gone over this, this giant list, so uh,
1: Eric... What are, what are you gonna do oh sure. man i I feel like i can I can go many places here but it's it's all gonna be out a place of of bitterness and anger um and That's the start. You know, it is the best place to start <laughs> can I go million dollar baby first Sure. do it, yes, do it absolutely right. all right guys you're you're welcome why don't you like, why do like you, why do you hate why do you hate it so much I just think it's overrated do I hate it no if it was an indie film that didn't get a lot of press, I'd love to talk about it. It's kind of like Memento. How this podcast views Memento, very similar. Yeah, but like, my favorite
0: movie. I mean, it's got Morgan Freeman and Clint Eastwood in in, in the same movie. Oh dude. wow, we should probably nominate it for Oscars. <laughs> uh, uh, I definitely think it takes a very fine. cheap place to finding its emotion, and that part bothers me. Uh, I think it's like really well made. That that's all I'll say about Memento, Baby. It's it's not it's, it's 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 a really well made movie. I'm not gonna compliment it other than that. <laughs> The craftsmanship certainly is uh, good. All right, Kevin, what's up? What you got? Uh, I am eliminating um, "Over the Top," which is the fourth best Rocky movie on this list. Uh, "Over the Top" is not—I mean, it presents combat as sport, but it's really a movie about a guy grooming a little kid. It's not—it's not okay. <laughs> yes, it's not okay. It's 100%. If you want saying not, that, it's not, a very feminine-looking
1: okay. kid. If you want to talk That's about grooming, true.
0: if you want to talk about grooming, you need to watch. Over the top, because man, he's putting this kid in some sketchy situations. Can we and can doing we all some agree things with him saying some things, things to
1: him?
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, the best mo- no. grooming movie is Barbershop. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so my my turn. I'm gonna eliminate Rocky, the first one. Great because oh, because I said I'm gonna get rid of the movies until we have one from a series. Uh Rocky's a great movie. It's really well presented. It's really uh, heartfelt and good. But uh, I like the sequel, the sequels three and four. Both I find more entertaining. Even though I would agree with anyone who say they're technically worse movies, I don't care. They're more fun to watch. So that's that's what I care about. All right, I get to go again because I'm on the wheel, uh, and that would mean I'm going to get rid of. I'm gonna get rid of. This is getting hard. blood and bone. Blood and Bone, Sad. cool, cool movie, but boy, uh, it's just ninety minutes of Michael J. White doing cool stuff, and it's got like one thing that's weird about this movie. It's got so many uh, like actual mixed martial artists doing like bit parts. Michael Bisping's in this movie, I think. Yes. Uh, so, so it's like it's kind of there's kind of fun, but uh, yeah, it's not it's not good. So uh, I'm gonna get rid of it now, Kevin. I'm trying to force right. you into a decision between Ip Man and itman Man Three. Right. <laughs>
2: uh, I was going to do that next time because I have an elimination okay. I have to make before that. Okay. Um So if it comes back around to me, I'll eliminate an itman Man next time. Um, I am going to eliminate Rocky Four because Rocky Three is a directly better movie.
0: Oh, controversy reigns supreme, Eric. You you have a look on your face right there. You're like, don't agree? What's I right just here? I don't but, think
1: anyone outside of this podcast is going to agree with you, and I certainly don't. I can't eliminate Rocky Three though yet. I can't wait. Eliminate- wait, you. You what? wait, you so you were the one who referenced the robot earlier, isn't that Rocky 3 with the, with, the, with the robot? I think it's Rocky 4. I'm just saying, uh, the robot's stupid, with the overall movie is better. <laughs> Come on, get out of here. Well, is more interesting Apollo character. Creed, Apollo Creed dying is much more powerful. Than oh, you're right, I mean, Rocky Seven 4 Rocky IV is the one with the robot, yeah, and uh, Polly, it's Polly's robot, too. Oh, wow, well. Yes. well, who bought Polly right. the robot? No offense, <laughs> Polly, all right. It's, I'm sure Polly earned it by sitting there chomping on a cigar um and then going sure rock, I guess so um <laughs> I, I can't I can't I can't eliminate itman one itman single or itman three. I, I enjoyed them both very much. so instead, I gotta go snatch first uh, great great okay. movie, not for this uh, eliminator and now it gets tough. the boxing scenes in that movie are surprisingly good though.
2: They yes. are like they're the, they're, the, they're, very
0: they're, good. they're they're very cool, and like that that one shot where when uh, Mickey gets hit and then he falls into the canvas and it turns into water is like such a cool. I don't know, so Guy Ritchie, but it's like I don't know. I love that stuff. Anyway, I also go
2: just like how cheeky he is in the ring.
0: Yes, good, good, good call. Um, yeah, when he knocks the guy out in one punch and then he's just like making those faces. Yes,
2: I like, yeah, <laughs> like that. Ooh, couldn't help it,
1: <laughs> but uh... didn't know <laughs> me own strength. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh man. now it's time to say goodbye mortal Kombat. you've had a great run congratulations <laughs> what a terrible movie but you made it you can go tell your friends tell your family that you made it on the hawks nice podcast that song that song
2: though okay yeah, kevin you're up all right as promised i am eliminating ipman 3 because despite having a boxer versus mixed martial artist scene um So, in every Ipmon movie, it is Ipmon is Superman and he is fighting, he is punching an existential threat in the face. And that's what makes them all great. Um, This movie does the worst job of making the existential crisis work because what he's actually fighting is his wife's cancer. And he, like, it doesn't really pull those two pieces together very well. And so, it is my least favorite Ipmon movie um so if i'm gonna have one if move forward it is the first time
0: okay um yeah i'm gonna okay i get two here because i'm on the this side of the wheel and uh i'm it's just hard you know like i don't really okay i'm just gonna do it because it's gonna happen eventually i just don't really love this ollie movie it's oh, so- you took mine. It's, so- it's solid. <laughs> it's it's not. It's like a good movie, but it's not. It's not doing like a ton There's of things. There's something for me.
1: about it- Will Smith in that movie. He's super yoked. He looks the part. He's doing the voice. I think he deserved to be nominated for an Academy Award, but it was just something about. It wasn't as believable as it should have been. Yeah,
2: I liked I- when uh, he saw someone with the boxing gloves. He's like, I gotta get me some
0: of these. <laughs>
1: I, uh, I'll I'm going to,
0: eliminate the end of the movie, Kevin, I hate you, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 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 ha, Ali, Ali, hey, ha, it's ha. Me. Ali, Ali, ha ha ha. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, uh, kick, kickboxer is going next to me because it's the directly worst blood sport. Kevin,
1: every time uh, you react, every time you eliminate a Jean-Claude Van Damme movie, you're eliminating Lionheart, you're eliminating double impact, anything, the quest, uh, uh wait, 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 time cop. <laughs> time time top probably (laughs) you're eliminating
2: uh jcvd um where he plays himself in a bank heist uh i'm going to eliminate uh never back down um Ah. this just feels like where it should be going out it should be going out right next to kickboxer because
0: it's hey this movie is that type of movie this movie is underrated though let's 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 talk about G-Mon. Never back G-mon down Hantu. and Best of the Best of the Best are both movies that deserve like a little bit of love. That's probably uh, the one that could be on the list, but they're the same movies. It's like um, this movie is stupid. Never yeah. back down. Uh, it's like um, it's like if uh, if you took Rocky, but then you ran it through TikTok. <laughs> so, I don't know, <laughs> like you know, it's like just like teenager. Put it through like a corny teenager filter. Uh yeah, this movie is so average though. Yeah, it should be eliminated. <laughs> I agree. I just wanna
1: if you've never seen it, it's not as bad as you think it's gonna be. Eric. <laughs> that's such uh, a bad review. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like this is my eliminations are coming down to it's time to take care of this. Um sorry if I'm offending anyone here. Fearless is, is gone at this point. I think it's uh, time jet, for it to go. Classic, classic jet jet leaf. Jet Lee is Fearless. Jet Lee is very fine, very, um, very good at what he does, and I and I am gonna miss him very much. Oh, uh, no. are you predicting his death no <laughs> <laughs> well well the death the death on on this eliminator for 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 that movie uh, and now we go to another one which i feel like man this is hard for me because hey, one. one more thing about fearless though yes, did you know report. that's based on a, that's based on a true story aren't, yes. aren't all these aren't it's, all these it's like, like it's like it's like it's like actually true
0: stories this one actually is though not like not like Bloodsport. <laughs> whoa whoa what, well, Fred Dukes, are you, Fred Dukes is stories. a legend well, maybe Frank Dukes can come on the podcast and, and prove me wrong <laughs> anyway
1: Eric what's your other elimination uh, it's you know there's one that I think is kind of hanging around but I'm scared to eliminate it uh, just because the 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 pushback we'll get maybe in the comments but I'm going to take out Jim Cotta oh what uh, Jim very, Cotta is a, very entertaining movie but I'm, it's, I'm taking it's, it out The purest entertainment, the combination of gymnastics and karate. And 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 a white champion. I know it's it's this movie deserves
0: This movie deserves every bit of its 17% on Rotten Tomatoes. And
1: I love it. And I love it. (laughs) Yeah, we all every time you watch it, you're like, this is stupid. And you're like, it is, and it's awesome. Yeah, it's stupidly awesome. Exactly. It's like Enter the Ninja. You know
0: you shouldn't be watching it, but, but, but you are. You are. Kevin, what you got?
2: Um, I think this is where I have to take out Fat City. Um, okay. Fat City actually has some like solid boxing sequences, uh, but the boxing sequences are probably like the weaker part of the movie, it focuses more on the drama. Um, this is the part where I want the combat sport to really be the, the forward-facing part of the movie, and that's not true for that one. So I'm taking out Fat City.
0: Uh I'm, good I'm young about, Jeff Ridges role though. You guys want you guys want me to make some enemies this time around, the bend? Oh, here we let's go. Re- let's let's review the yeah, movies I before I do this. <laughs> Five fingers of death. Bloodsport, Creed, Enter the Dragon, Fighting, Ip Man, Karate Kid, Ong Bak, Raging Bull, Real Steel, Red Belt, Rocky 3, The Boxer, The Fighter, Vision Quest and Warrior. So I'm going to make my fir- my first set of enemies. Even though I agree with Martin Scorsese that um the Marvel Cinematic Universe is not my favorite, uh I don't really like love Raging Bull. It's a good movie, but it makes me feel Bad. <laughs> it's a like. Lot of movies uh, I could take out before
2: that, but it's not going to make my finals, so I don't care. Uh,
0: like, it just makes me feel uh, unhappy. In, so, I. Um, it's. Yeah, it's not, not real positive or hopeful. I don't have fun when I'm watching this. Most of these other movies, I have fun when I watch them.
1: So uh, it's I, such a good I, movie, I though, to, and it's. I, I don't, don't know. It's incredibly good. It's, it's got acting chops and directing chops where a lot of these, you know, don't in that way. Also. As far as, like, how it was shot and the way it does boxing, uh, so much is taken from this movie. Hard for me to eliminate it this early, but like Kevin said, I'd put it in my top five, but beyond that, it would it would go.
2: It was be behind taking... Warrior the Fighter and... Uh, hey, um, hey don't, you're going to get to eliminate three. stuff in a
1: second. Don't worry. Well, Rocky three,
2: for, Rocky for three is
0: going next for me, though. Okay. Um, Rocky three, great movie. I love the Rocky series. It's the kind of thing you can throw on in the background any day and enjoy yourself <clears throat> it is those are absolute classics but um i don't know so lo- the christmas movie
2: What uh, a holiday are you doing that with rocky fourth of july uh,
0: thanks thanksgiving so okay. but i don't i don't like love the rocky i don't have love for the rocky movies like i do for a lot of this other martial arts stuff that's left on here so i'm eliminating rocky three kevin you're up uh taking out fighting um it's just it shouldn't make the top 10 it's it's fine it's enjoyable <laughs> All right. Fair enough. Uh, we are getting close. We inch ever closer to the top 10. Actually, Eric, get us, get us two movies
1: closer right here. Uh, time to take out one that is just, I don't know. It's time to go karate kid. karate okay. Karate kid was it's fine. And it launched, uh, the Cobra Kai, uh, TV show, which is basically about, a something, a water supply gets poisoned and everyone in the small California town, uh has like this um karate is is their life and everyone is affected by this karate mania um very very interesting mental health film but it's gotta go uh you know it's it's way past due for this and I feel like you've been waiting for me to do it. Guys we're taking out real steel. Oh no now here's the thing I got a father's son movie. I got well I want to talk about this the way you guys talked about you know movies you love. Uh it's not so much a great father son movie as it is a great father movie. Meaning, <laughs> this is a movie about a father who is not there for his child throughout the entire movie, including the end. But at the end, the kid realizes <laughs> how great is this guy training this stupid robot? What a great guy. Who cares about my life or anyone else's feelings? Man, this guy is great. And that's really what the movie's about. Uh, Not just fighting (laughs) robots. Kevin. All right, Kevin, take us down to our top 10 in the Eliminator.
0: Oh, this is difficult. Um, There's two that I think I have to look
2: at most strongly here. And I think I'm going to take out Red
0: Belt. It was down to (laughs) Red Belt or Vision Quest for me. Boo. Red Belt, the most underrated movie of 2000 to 2010. Uh, one of the most underrated <laughs> movies
1: on this, on this Eliminator though, it made it really high. So yeah, that's, it's a really, it's a really good movie. Um, Would it's you rather
2: super... have all that you choose Nathan? Would you rather have nope. vision quest or it's not, red belt? It's not, it's
0: not up. To, it's not up to me. It's up to you. And I like both of those <laughs> movies. So that's really hard for me. Um, I know. Red belt, red belt's really cool. And um, I like, I like David moment. So that's part of why I think I, uh, I quite enjoy this movie. Um, so, all right. Anyway, Let's, I'll move on from Red Belt. You should watch it if you haven't. I don't want to even like talk about it too much because it's like um there's just like a, a lot of crazy stuff that happens in this movie. Uh top ten. Five Fingers of Death, Bloodsport, Creed, Enter the Dragon, Ip Man, Ang Bak, The Boxer, The Fighter, Vision Quest and the Warrior. I'm gonna take out the boxer. Yes. Um, I think this is yep. uh the point. I thought it would leave earlier, but um it did it did not. Uh 1990, Daniel Day Lewis is. Uh, putting in a performance in this movie, I've never, I'm gonna be honest. I've never actually seen it, but I'm reading reviews of it. Looks like it's about this level. <laughs> this is where yeah. where it is. Um, so that take that out. And um, for me, I've seen all the rest of these movies. This is very difficult. Um, yes. But I am thinking I'm going to get rid of a movie that I think has great performances, but I don't like love it um, as a movie. But the performances are all really great. And that's the fighter. Now, the fighter has the fighter has wow. quite excellent performances across wow. the board. Uh, Amy Adams, Christian Bale, Mark Wahlberg. You know, you guys know. I love. Mark I can't Wahlberg. believe you did this to Mark that's, Wahlberg. That's my guy. Um, and also Christian Bale. Like he looks like a cancer patient for a big section of this movie. Like, wait, Why? How is he so skinny? But, but uh, yeah, I, I just, um, I, I, I'm in like with this movie, not in love with this movie. Like, it's classic, like three and a half stars for me. So, yep. Um, with so many movies I love still left on the list, I have to let that one go. All right, Kevin, what do you uh? What are you going to hit me with next?
2: Oh, man, that was difficult. Uh, I will go with uh, Vision, Vision Quest, Quest, I think, is easily out on
0: this one for me. It's it's lagged behind the others. And that is great, one uh, of Nathan's th- favorite movies. Great great coming-of-age movie
1: and great use of the song Lunatic Fringe. <laughs> <laughs> Eric, give me two. Uh, it's time. Oh, this is hard. All these are hard. Enter the Dragon. All right. What one. I love about this movie is not the, the, the fighting competition scenes and for that reason oh it's ten- the tension is
0: great in that movie it's just so tense um, builds tension in a way most bruce lee movies don't anyway it, go ahead
1: it's fun but five fingers of death i'm gonna take it out all right Ooh, i like that movie i like
0: you went you went back to back uh martial arts uh classics I did. I right did. there but uh i don't disagree i think that it's but we still have more martial
1: arts classics
0: hey do you know what do you know what uh, the alternate name of five fingers of death is uh what king boxer does that make you want to change your mind Ooh. No. <laughs> no because that wasn't the real name okay all right kevin what's your uh what's your is that a nintendo
1: your game next. king boxer
2: uh <laughs> so this top five is very close to what would have been my
0: top five Bloodsport, <laughs> um Creed, Ip Man, Bok, warrior yep um it, warrior for me for Creed me it, it would be dramas. easy if it's. It would be easier if it it would be easy if it's my turn. Do you want to trade? You want to go, you want to go, me to go first and then you can go after me? No,
2: you can't do that. Uh, You you can can do that.
0: I'll, I'll allow it this time. Uh, I will, (laughs) I will be eliminating,
2: um, Ong Bak. Ong Bak has such cool martial arts scenes, um, really cool fight scenes. It's, it's a really good movie, but the, um, that ring fighter scene
0: is like the best scene, one of the best scenes in the movie, too.
2: Yeah, and it's one of the best scenes in
0: well, that guy's the just like that, that guy's so mad at my t- Muay Thai. Yep. But the connective <laughs> tissue of I this movie like is
2: it. weaker than the connective tissue mo- of uh, the other three movies on this list that are actually really good.
0: Okay, uh, me for two. Here we go. By Creed. Um, and uh, I'm going to make this really hard for Kevin by saying, Buy It Man. So. <laughs> Uh, those are both great movies though i i don't i don't think you can make a wrong choice at this point all right kevin warrior or Bloodsport? Do uh you, you actually made li- it
2: easier for me do you want to live uh, the meme I, do you want
0: to live the meme or do you want to pick the actually uh, good movie i think you made it i really am going for
2: to kevin. i am going to eliminate warrior because yes! Bloodsport yes! is the greatest movie ever made yes. in the history of man
1: i think you think, I, you think <laughs> kevin forgot what podcast he was on
0: I was like, I was like, man, Warrior is a really good movie. It and is, a, is legitimately great movie, but and it's Bloodsport it's, is the greatest movie ever made. So the greatest <laughs> story told on film. I'm, like, like I'm ninety nine percent sure you gave. I'm ninety nine percent sure you gave Warrior a five stars on Letterboxd. Like, it, I, that's I, that's quite true. Um, it goes Bloodsport, <laughs> and then Citizen Kane, and then every other fucking movie. I don't. And then sure. the making <laughs> of Bloodsport, <laughs> I and mean, For Kevin, for Eric, we will see you guys next week. Go Hawks!